Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. So I'm going to ask for Torian to come up and pray for the uh, sermon today. Father in heaven, I just worship you for today, O oh Lord. I just thank you, O oh Lord, for coming down here, Father. I just thank you, O oh Lord, for the privilege we have, O oh Lord, to hear from you, Father, O oh Lord. I just pray, Father, that you will reveal yourself to each and every one here, Father, O oh Lord, that you will speak to us, Father, O oh Lord, yourself, Father, O oh Lord, that, O oh Lord, I just pray, O oh Lord, that you cover Pastor Gary with your glory, Father, and you speak your words through his mouth father in the mighty name of jesus lord i pray oh lord that you touch lives here father oh lord and you radically change us father in the mighty name of jesus lord i just thank you lord for your word today oh lord i just thank you father in jesus name amen so if you can turn in your bible to book of proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 So I'm going to start reading Proverbs chapter 4, starting in verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. And the book of Proverbs is a book of the wisdom of God. It was given to King Solomon, who asked God for, for wisdom. And God gave it to him, and he recorded much of it in this book. And that's what I want to speak about today, the wisdom of God. Because many of you are going back to school or starting a new season in your jobs. Vacations are coming to the end. Things slow down over the summer. And some of you are getting ready to start new things in September. But we want to go forward with wisdom. So I want to talk about the things that will bring wisdom to your life. So I'm going to go back to verse 20. It says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. And the greatest wisdom you could have is about the Word of God, because that's what this is speaking about, that the very Word of God is living inside of you. It says, keep it in your heart. It's not enough just to hear, come to church on Sunday and hear a message. It's not even enough just to read your Bible. You can read your Bible for six or seven hours a day, and it might not help you if the Word is not getting in. King David said that he keeps the Word in his heart so that he might not sin against God. 
And the Word of God is filled with power. It's filled with fire. It's filled with glory and wisdom. And there's no greater gift that we could give you. I hear from a lot of Christians who say, well, I love God, I love to sing, I love to worship, but I don't really know the Word. You're not going to last. If that's you, you're not going to make it. You know what happens every time? As soon as troubles come, as soon as hard times come, disappointments, those people fall by the wayside because they don't have the Word in them. They don't have the wisdom of God in them. They don't know how to live. The Bible says that it's health to you. It's even health to your body. We need to, ha- we need to be living words. We need to be so filled with God's Word that, that we become a representation of who God is. You're not going to know God. You're not going to progress as a Christian. And even worse, you're going to lose your faith if you, don't, if you don't spend time with God and His Word and not just read it, but you've got to get it in here and you've got to live it. See, that's wisdom. If you don't do that, counseling's not going to help you. You could call Pastor George, email him, SOS 911. I got all these problems. I don't know how to solve them. A lot of times it's just because you don't got the Word in here. The very Word of the living God is available in these pages. And it's not just about reading things. It's not just about getting information. But as you read, there's an impartation from heaven that happens. And heaven comes down to earth in you. And you've got, this, you've got God magnifying Himself through your life. But it's going to come through the Word. See, we've been talking about worship. And I love worship. But all that is meaningless if you don't got the Word. If you're not a lover of the Word, if you don't have it in your heart, if you don't live out this Word, nothing else is going to help you. Everything else is a waste of time. Coming to church is a waste of time. Even praying and worshiping is a waste of time if you're not in this Word. And as I said, it's not just about reading, but it's about living it. It's about being full of it. Being so filled with God's Word that it's coming out of you all over. That's the best wisdom that I can give you. If you don't follow this, I got nothing else. Anything else I tell you is a waste of time. So you might as well forget it if you're not going to listen to this part. Any, any other sermon you've ever heard is going to be a waste of time if the Word of God doesn't live in your mind and in your heart, if you don't meditate on it, if it's not like food for you, if you're, if you're not thirsty for more of it, if you, if you don't hunger after the Word of God to know more about Him and to be able to speak those words and to live those words, everything else in your Christian life is going to go down the toilet. It's, it's all for nothing. I run into too many Christians that can't stand through difficult times because they, they don't have the Word and they're not able to speak out the very promises of God. If they're not able to go through a difficult test, through a trial and say, I, I'm, I'm struggling, but the Word says that God is with me, that God loves me, that He'll never leave me. 
That's the only way you're going to make it. God gives you no other way. You can't sing your way out of it. You want wisdom? You, know, you want to know what to do with your life? It's all right in here. We, you can come Wednesdays and we can give you prophetic words and hear from God for you. And unless you're in this Bible, unless, unless you're taking those words of life and applying them and living them and filling your mind with them, those prophetic words are not going to help you. We have nothing to offer you un unless you're in God's Word, unless you love it, unless you're passionate about the Word of God. I'm not talking about sitting hours a day and reading it. I I'm even talking about even if you take one verse a day and just begin to meditate on it and let it come and fill your heart. See, this isn't the kind of stuff I like to preach about. I like to preach about the freedom of God and creativity and fire coming down from heaven and the glory covering everything. That, that's what I like to preach about. But the, the Lord told me is that all of that stuff is all for nothing unless, unless the people of God rise up and begin to be filled with His Word. So I want to go on to the next verses. Back to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Let me tell you what a wellspring is. A wellspring is, is the water that feeds the river. It's the source of the river. It's the place where all the water flows out of. And, it's, and what God is saying here is that your heart, the things that you love, the things that you're passionate about, the things that matter to you, that's the source of everything else in your life, the things that you love the most. And what does the word say here? Guard your heart. Don't just give your heart away. As I, I was preparing this, the Lord told me that there are some single people to, who are going to be here in the church today and you've given away your heart to someone who's trampling all over you. Someone disrespecting you. Somebody making promises to you. Saying, oh, I'm not like all those other guys. And then the next thing you know, they head for the hills as soon as you're in trouble. Guard your heart. Don't, God, it's a pre, your heart is a precious gift from God. The love and, and compassion that He's placed in you. It's not just to give it away to anyone who comes along, but it's a precious thing. I'm, I'm going to ask my wife Norma to come up to give a testimony. And she told me, well, I've said this before, and I said, I don't care if you say it every week. People need to hear this testimony. God bless you. I um, had my daughter, 1983, and uh, her father came around for the first year of her life. In fact, the last time I saw him was the day before my daughter's birthday. Then I never saw him again. 
And afterwards, um, during being a single parent, I used to have dreams. Not the kind you need interpretation for. These were very clear. You know what I'm talking about. And um, the, so they used to torment me because after my daughter was three months old, I started visiting a church. And I was born again in 1984 and baptized in 85. But I kept having these dreams and they would be tormenting me because I had promised myself that I would not have another child out of wedlock. But what do you do with your emotions and your urges and the natural being that you are, that God made you. So I, I didn't know exactly what to do, but I asked God to take those feelings away. See, I didn't want to repeat the same mistake. I didn't want to fall into the same trap of giving my heart and my life away to a man and then have him walk away. I had had a lot of that already. And so I asked the Lord to take those feelings away until he would give me a husband. And God honored my prayer. And I didn't have those dreams again. I didn't have those feelings again until I married my husband. Now, during that time, I got two marriage proposals, but I knew they were not of the Lord. So I turned them down, and I spent 13 years, 13 years as a single parent with not one date until I met Gary. What I want to explain and make clear to you that God will do things that seem unnatural or seem that it's impossible, but he can do it. He can control things within us that we ourselves cannot control for our own good, always for our own good and for his honor and glory. So I want to exhort to you and to tell you that whatever it is that you need God to do for you, he can do it. He will do it for your good and his honor. God bless you. And some of you are saying, well, you don't know what we're talking about. Some of you here are young and you're saying, well, I got to have fun. All these old, older people here, not old, I'm not old, I'm, but... Some of these little bit older people here, they don't really understand being young. So I'm going to ask Margo to come up right now, my daughter. I, I want to ask her, what, what has it meant to you to be able to guard your heart, not, not my age, but as a young person growing up? Well, uh, yesterday, hi Martina, <laughs> she's waving at me. Um, when uh, Yesterday I just got back from a cruise for about a week and... I was so excited about this cruise, and actually I still feel like I'm on it. The room's going up and down, so I'm a little bit dizzy. But um, yesterday I got back from it, and I was so excited about going on this cruise, and I was going to, you know, all these amazing places, all these see-through beaches, you know, you could see the fish and everything. And 
I was so excited and I, I, I couldn't wait to go on this vacation, just get out and just do something new, do something different than usual. And then I realized that even though it was so exciting and it was so great and so relaxing, I realized nothing compares to the presence of God. I realized that nothing even comes close to experiencing Jesus. And so I'm just going to pray right now. I'm just going to speak to the atmosphere right now. That as I speak right now, that we would begin to experience the presence of God in a whole new way. And that God would take away the cravings for the things of this world. And that he would give us a craving for him above all else. And so, Lord, right now, we just speak to the atmosphere, and we speak life right now. We just speak freedom from the distractions of the enemy, God. And I pray, God, for grace to guard our hearts, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that you would keep us from from our sinful nature, God. And we just declare that the grace of God is filling us now, that the love of God is consuming us, and that we will not chase after the things of this world. In Jesus' name. And so I was, I, I, there was, I was actually getting like a, a foot massage at, at this, in this place on the ship. And all of a sudden, the presence of God started filling me and started consuming me. And it was like I wasn't even there anymore. My mom spent all this money to get me this massage. Don't tell her. But for, for a time in there, I, could, I forgot where I was because I, it was so awesome to experience the presence of God. And I realized that these things are going to pass away. We can't take this to eternity with us. But it was so awesome to experience the presence of God. And then in the midst of this, God gave me a prophetic word for the masseuse. And God touched her. And I felt the glory of the Lord invade that place. And I know that there's no jacuzzi, no pool, no beach, no massage, no anything that could compare to the presence of the Almighty God. I don't care if I never have a vacation again. Just give me the presence of Jesus. Give me Jesus Christ. Give me the King of Kings. He is the one that I want. Yeah, I love those good things. I love the things, these things that bring just um, relaxation and all that. I love these things. But more than that, if I don't have Jesus, I can't live. I can't breathe. I don't want to go on without Jesus, without the atmosphere of heaven. And so as a young person, you see, also I want to bring up that um, there was a lot of sin going on on that cruise. And today has been so refreshing for me because I've been around so many, such a worldly atmosphere. And so I just thank God for Christians and people say, I don't have to go to church to be saved. But you don't have to be, but I don't know how you stay saved without church. I need to be with other Christians. I need to fellowship with with you guys. I need to get in that place of worship together with you. And we take each other deeper and deeper in the presence of God. But there was people getting drunk, couldn't even walk on the cruise. There was horrible things going on right there on that ship with children around. And I realized, why would I want to live for those things? 
Why would I want to just impress my friends and get drunk and get high on drugs and destroy myself? He, he could have killed himself. I don't even know how he is right now. That guy, he couldn't walk. He, he was so red. I don't even know what happened to him. But it's not worth it. It's not worth giving our hearts away. It's not worth it. It's not worth getting in that wrong relationship. So God today, he's pleading with you. He's saying, please guard your heart. Please, it's such a precious treasure inside of you. Don't give it away. Don't give in to fear of man. This morning, I woke up with bitterness in my heart. And I said, where is this coming from? And I felt this bitterness so strong out of nowhere. I didn't go to sleep with bitterness, but I woke up with it so strong, and I just felt all this anger about certain situations in my life. And I just let it go on and on and on. And then all of a sudden, I spoke to that. And I said, I, will, I choose to not be bitter anymore. And I release forgiveness to this person in Jesus' name. And instantly, it left. And I, all of a sudden, I saw a picture. And it's not just for bitterness. It's for rejection. It's for any demonic spirits, any life. I saw a demonic spirit sitting on my shoulder, whispering in my ear lying to me and as I spoke to it, it says submit to God resist the devil and he will flee from you and I knew instantly that demonic spirit left and I didn't feel that bitterness anymore and there are spirits lying to us they're sitting on our shoulders telling us that we're being rejected telling us all that we're lonely that that we're depressed and all this stuff but we have got to speak to it and that is a way to guard your heart it's to not let those demonic lies rule you anymore but speak to it and make a conscious decision that you will not give into it anymore and so if you have feelings tugging you in different ways, if you have emotions tugging at you to get into the wrong relationships, to do all these different things, just speak to that thought and don't give in to it and say, I will not go into the, the path that the enemy has for me. And so just begin to declare it out of your mouth. Thank you. Amen. Your heart belongs to Him. He paid a price. Jesus died. He gave everything He had to get hold of your heart, to gain your love. Every, the, God the Father gave everything. It cost Him everything He had because He had to have you. And one day you're going to say it was worth it. It was worth the sacrifice. It was worth giving up the pleasures of this world. Just for a moment of knowing Jesus, for an eternity with Him. So, that's wisdom. That's the wisdom of God. The wisdom of the world, if you put on any TV show, says give your heart to this person and to that person. Go out and have some fun, but you're going to get all trampled on. People are going to mess with your mind. They're going to mess with your heart. They're going to lie to you. Or you can wait for the one that God has prepared for you. Or you might be married today. 
And you need to save your heart for the person that you're married to. It's very easy to commit adultery in your mind. It, committing adultery is not only about sexual relationships. It's about giving your heart over to someone of the opposite sex. And all of a sudden you, you have an intimate bond with that person. And that will destroy marriages just as fast as any other kind of adultery. You need to keep your heart. So I'm going to go on to the next verse. Except the fan blew all the pages closed. So back to Proverbs chapter 4. Actually, I'm going to skip down to verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. And the reason that I chose those verses today was because I was looking on the, on the website of, of a Christian minister who got beat up this week by her husband. And he's, he ended up in jail. Uh, someone that I always love to listen to her preach. I love to hear her sermons. And I went on her website. And it said that she had been beat up. Let, her husband came and choked her and left her lying in the street. And instead of being bitter or angry, when I, when, this is, I'm going to read again. This is what she left on her website. And this is what motivated me to speak about this. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Here's this woman that has pretty much lost, at least could lose everything, lose her reputation. She just lost her marriage. And instead of, instead of complaining, instead of speaking against that person, she said, I'm keeping my eyes on ex directly on what's coming ahead. And that's wisdom. That's the wisdom of God. And that's what we need to do as a people of God. God has given you goals in your life. God has given you direction. God has a purpose for you. And you need to keep your eyes straight ahead. You know why? Because the enemy has a lot of diversions for you. The enemy is going to put a lot of distractions in your path. Some of you are called to go to college. You need to keep on looking ahead till the end. Some of you have careers. Some of you have ministries. And the enemy is going to do everything he can to divert God's purpose in your life. And you need to look straight ahead. I want to um, read one last verse in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. This is Paul the Apostle speaking. It says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, 
I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Or in other words, just as the other verses said, keep your eyes ahead, forget about the past. Every one of us have excuses why we can't do it. Every one of us has a tremendous amount of horrible experiences from our past. Even there's a lot of young people here that could tell horrible stories of all kinds of abuse and rejection and abandonment. But God will give you the power to keep on going, to keep on looking ahead. Keep your eyes off of your past. It is important. We even have a, a, um, a group in the church where we deal with self-healing, I mean with inner healing. And we do have times to talk about those issues, to bring closure and healing. But after that, we tell people just keep on looking ahead. Stay with what God has given you. Don't give up. Just keep on pressing on. Go for that thing that's in your heart. Go after your dreams. God has given many of you goals and dreams. And for some of you, you've given up. For others of you, you've, fall, you've come upon a lot of distractions where all of a sudden it doesn't seem so important anymore. Some of you have great careers. Some of you, God has given you ideas to start a business. Some of you have tremendous ministries. Some of you, it's college. And God has called you to finish out the college and to move on. And the enemy will do everything he can to stop it. That's why this, this woman minister, after being beat up and laying in the streets, says, whatever happened to me now, I'm putting it behind and I'm, keep, I'm looking ahead. Nothing's going to hold me back. And nothing can hold you back. Nothing can keep you from everything that God has placed in your heart to do. Every one of the visions, every one of the goals that you have for your life, nothing can keep you back. And if you follow that path of distraction, if you've given up, it's not too late. God will restore the dreams again. God will give them back to you. Some of you have messed up with your lives and you don't even feel worthy even to be in church. But God has made you new. He's made you clean. The Bible says he takes off those filthy rags representing sin and he, he robes you with robes of righteousness. He's made you holy. You might be sitting here today and, and maybe you've done some things you don't want to talk about that you're not proud of, that have made you, making you feel condemned and unworthy. But God is making you clean. He's washing you. He's qualifying you to go after it. Go after the things He's told you to. The things that you really desire in your heart. Don't give up. Don't stop. That's the wisdom of God. I don't look back at the past. I don't look at those, all the rejection and all the hurt. And all the people that told me I'll never make it. That's why you got to have this word in you that says that you can do all things through Christ because He strengthens you. Because He's greater than the devil. He's greater than anything that can hold you back. You need to get this word in you. And you need to pick it up and march ahead. Don't give up.
as a pastor through the years, I just have dealt with one person after another after another who had such great dreams. So, so much potential. So much that they could do with their life. And instead it gets wasted on all the distractions of the world. Things that don't last. They're fun for a little while. And they all turn out to be nothing like you heard today. So I want to ask for the worship team to come back. Or whatever remnant of the worship team is still here. Maybe I drove some of them out. I don't know. And if you're saying in your heart today, if you're determining in your heart that I'm going to go after the things that God has given me, I'm going after my destiny, I just want to ask you to stand. I'm not going to ask you to come up, say anything. You're not going to have to do anything else. But if you're saying today, I'm going after my dreams and nothing's going to stop me. The past is not going to stop me. If you're saying, I'm going to finish those years of college, or I'm going to go into that ministry, or I'm not giving up on my dream of getting married, whatever it is that you've purposed in your heart between you and God, I just want to wait another few seconds. Because I, I believe that there's great potential here today. There are big dreams in this church today. Many of you have dreamed big, and God is going to give you all of it. God is even telling you, I hear him saying, some of you, you've dreamed too small. The Lord is telling some of you, dream higher. Set the goal higher. You can do it. You can make it. I hear the Lord saying, there's some of you here that he's called you to be doctors. And you said, I can't do it because of my background. And the Lord is telling you, yes, you can, whoever you are. There's nothing that you can't be or do. There's nothing. Because God is with you. If God is for you, who can be against you? So let's, let's just worship the Lord right now. And as we worship, just begin to dream big again. Let those dreams come forth again. Keeping your eyes on what's ahead. Forget about that person who's mad at you. Forget about that relationship. And I'm speaking again to someone here, that boyfriend that's always tripping you up, always messing you up, but you say, oh, but, but he loves me. That's, a, that's from hell. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.